good morning. I'd like to start off by just asking you, when was the last time that you felt insecure? Maybe you're feeling insecure right now because I asked if you felt insecure. Maybe you've had a situation like what I had just a few days ago on Friday when I got a big N-O from a publisher. I mean, I'd submitted a great idea for a book. I had been so excited about it. I'd been so encouraged about it. And they aren't interested? Well, that felt like a little bit of a rejection, a little bit of insecurity of maybe I don't have what it takes to publish another book. Or maybe you felt something like what I did about a month ago when, you know, being a speaker, writer kind of person, every so often I get into a little bit, little bit of that social media stalking of other speaker, writer persons. And I went to the site of this one certain individual who has tens of thousands of followers. We're talking hundreds of thousands of followers. Well, I'm, I'm new to Instagram. I finally got on that. Um, I, I held out as long as I could. Well, as of this morning, I'm up to 36 followers. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you guys can bump me up, get me over 100 by the time I leave tomorrow. But I, I was comparing myself to this other person whom God is using powerfully for his glory. And my first thought wasn't to rejoice in that. My first thought was insecurity, less than. What do I have to offer? Or finally, maybe you've had a situation like I had just this past summer when uh, I was invited to a, a birthday party of a good friend of mine. And it's been a long time since I've really struggled any, with social anxiety. That used to be something that really held me captive. And it, it took me off guard as I went to this party and walked in, and I just felt like I didn't belong. Uh, as an older adult, like, I felt really other. I felt insecure. I felt shy. I was wanting to do the dodge and just get out of there. And eventually, my heart kind of calmed down. The Lord met me, and I was able to even just to bring to him why I was feeling that way. But it felt so troubling. It felt so insecure. And, you know, when I take a step back from situations like that with the Lord and let the Lord kind of speak into it, I, I have to say, wow, wow, Lord, how did my me get so tangled up into my relational world? I mean, into my motivations. Like, I would suspect that, like a lot of you, well, I would suspect that a lot of you have a similar heart as mine, that I, I really do want to love people. I really do want to walk in the freedom of Christ. But when I'm disappointed, when I'm in those situations, like I just mentioned, it's easy to lose sight of those priorities. And it's easy to forget the most beautiful truth of who I am, my identity in Christ, that I am secure in Jesus. Maybe you lose sight of that too when you, when you let your me get you all tangled up into this inward spiral where you just don't measure up, or you're comparing yourself to other people. Well, I want to share with you this morning some of the things that God has really helped me with in this area from Psalm 18, which is one of the psalms that, that David wrote. And in this psalm, it, it has a lot of words that have helped me to remember that tr those truths about who I really am in the Lord, but also who he is for me. And I hope that 
as we go through this, that maybe one, one part of it, maybe several parts of it will, will resonate with you in a way that maps onto your circumstances, even as you sit here today. Now, I'm going to read us through verses 1 to 19 in three different, three different parts. So I want to get started with this first section, and I'm going to read the introduction to the psalm, because it's good for us to keep in mind that David is speaking here kind of a testimony after a lot of deliverance that the Lord has given to him over his life from a whole variety of circumstances, which we'll look at. But again, we want to keep in mind as we look at this, what does it have to say to us about God being our security, when we're insecure. And I'm talking about when you're, when you're doubting yourself, when you're not confident, when you're comparing yourself to other people and just not measuring up, or when somebody whose attention you really crave, they're just not giving it to you, or fill in the blank. So here's how David, first, how the psalm is described, and then how he begins out. Psalm 18, for the choir director, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke to the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Listen to how David describes the Lord in this psalm. Did did you notice the words he uses? He says, the Lord is my strength and my rock. What does that mean? A rock gives us a a firm footing to stand on, or if you're in a wilderness, a a great rock is going to provide shade from the heat that beats down. I'm reminded of how Jesus said at the, at the close of the Sermon on the Mount in uh, Matthew 7, where he says, in so many words, if you obey me, if you believe me, if you live your life based on me, you're like a man that built his house on the rock. The, the storms of life, the winds came and that, that house did not fall down. And he goes on to say that the opposite of that is like building your house or placing your security on sand which when the storms of life come, it'll fall apart. David also goes on to say that the Lord is his fortress, his stronghold, his refuge, his shield. What do those words mean? Well, he saw God as as a place to hide, a place to rest, a protection, to be kept safe. Do you ever long to just be safe? You know, like when I was in the middle of that party, just kind of looking for a way out, but not wanting to leave before they served dessert, to be truthful. I wanted a a safe place. I wanted somebody to connect with that I could have a good conversation with because there are so many people there that I just didn't know. Well, Jesus is that constant safe place. Maybe you've heard about how in just the hours before he was betrayed and then beaten and then crucified, in those last hours with his disciples, he he taught them many things. And one of those things was he, he talked about the security they could have, the home they could have in him as a true vine. He said, make your home in me, remain in me, abide in me. That's in John 15. And right before that, he had said, hey, those, well, he didn't say, hey, that's a little bit of my ESV, Ellen Standard Version. But he said, if you obey my commands, 
my father and I, we will come and make a home in you. That is the most intimate of safe places, and that's what Jesus is for us. He's come to make his home in us, and he wants us to have our home in him. And then finally, David says, the Lord is his deliverer, his horn of salvation. The Lord was his protector and his rescuer. And David, like us, needed rescue from a lot of different enemies. He was chased. He was tormented by literal enemies like Saul, who had been a mentor to him, a close friend. And Saul, in his own jealousy and insecurity, turned his back on David, threw a spear at him, wanted to kill him. Again, all, out of all his own insecurity. But David had his other battles with his lusts, using people. He murdered a man to cover up his sexual sin with that man's wife. I wonder how much David felt insecure himself, maybe shame from all these things that he had participated in. But he calls out to the Lord as his deliverer, the one that can rescue him from himself, his sin, but also all of the enemies that are without. Now, in the, in the next section of this psalm, David goes on to describe what the Lord's deliverance is like. Let me read this for us from verses 4 to 15. The cords of death encompassed me, and the torrents of ungodliness terrified me. The cords of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help came for him, came before him into his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains were trembling and were shaken because he was angry. Not angry at David. He was angry at the enemies that were coming against God's people. He was angry. Smoke went up out of his nostrils, and fire from his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew. He spread upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place, his canopy around him. Darkness of waters, thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him passed his thick clouds, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens and the Most High uttered his voice hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them, and lightning flashes in abundance routed them. Then the channels of water appeared, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. David's God was not some kind of mamby-pamby God far away in heaven. He was a warrior. He, he was a rescuer. The picture here is like of a, of a loving, strong father, a good father, who is rising up in righteous anger against those that would dare to come against his children. And in that picture, you see almost as if God rushing into the scene and saying, no, no, you don't, not with my son. No, no, you don't have any right to come near my daughter. If you're going to try to mess with them, you will mess with me first. It, it reminds me of that scene in the Lord of the Rings, in, uh, in, depicted in the movie, The Two Towers, when Gandalf is charging in the battle at Helm's Deep. 
and his friends are, are battling, but they're, they're coming to the end, I think, of their strength. And all of a sudden, you see Gandalf on the top of this hill in white on his white horse. And he comes charging down the mountain, crushing all those creepy orcs, coming to rescue his friends. And you know what hits me? And, and I don't think this is a new thought probably for most of you. Is that Hollywood even as Lord of the Rings is, is obviously written by a Christian man, but even the themes in Hollywood that you see over and over, they can't get away from the true life themes of our God coming to rescue his people, coming to us in loving care for us to deliver us out of circumstances that are just beyond us. We, Hollywood can't get away from those themes because they're true. They're written in the story of God's redemption. Now, David, as he was saying all that, he didn't experience all that himself personally. He was actually recounting what he knew of God from knowing stories of God, from knowing the story of God's people, knowing the Old Testament scrolls. And you know, I think that can help us a lot today in 2019, right, right here at Covenant College. When there's circumstances in your life that maybe you can't find that exact vocabulary in Scripture, or you look in your back of your concordance, hmm, I, I don't see that back here. When we know the story of Scripture and the God of whom this book tells us, we can map it onto our life as David was doing in this psalm because we know God. And we all need rescue in one way or another. We all need rescue from those things in our life that would threaten us to go into that internal spiral of insecurity. In a word, we all need rescue from our insecurity into the only one in whom we can truly have security, and that's Christ himself. Now, the last section of this psalm is particularly very intimately personal to me. These next verses are verses that I prayed over and over in certain seasons of my life where I was battling in the midst of insecurity struggles, messy relational situations, feeling a lot of shame, feeling hopeless at times. I would pray, as David said here, God reached from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. The Lord brought me forth into a broad, spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. We're so like David. The Lord rescued me from many waters. What are those many waters that maybe you're in today? I've had lots of different types of many waters that I've needed the Lord to reach in, take me out, put me on a solid ground. Things like, I wonder if any of this maps onto your situations. Relational mess and the emotional pain that is almost always a part of it. Years ago, I was at a, another small Christian college with my coworker, and we were actually leading a conference on sexuality. And we set up times where we could meet with the students one-on-one. -on -one. I met with the women, and he met with the guys. All those slots were filled up for me. So I met with women one after another all throughout the day, and out came the stories. I've never told this to anyone, Ellen. I don't know who to talk to about this. Struggle, 
secret struggles with same-sex attraction. Girl was involved sexually with the guy across the campus in the guy's dorm. Who do we go to? It was very sad, but it was also really hopeful. You know why? Because in their very putting words on it and confessing it, they were receiving the Lord's rescue. The Lord was rescuing them out of isolation and saying, hey, here, here's a start. Confess this and talk to somebody. But it was also hopeful because it's for all of those things and many more. That's why Jesus came. When he started his public ministry in Luke 4, he's quoting Isaiah 61. And he says, this is why I've come. To set the captive free. To bind up and heal broken hearts. To proclaim the Lord's grace over my people. To open blind eyes. That's why I came. So it's hopeful when we acknowledge, you know what? If Jesus said he came for these things, then I guess I must need them. I guess I must need help out of these struggles. But uh, there's also the many waters that we need to be rescued out of that relate to things like sexual sin, habits that you just can't kick, temptations that just won't go away. Again, many, many years ago, I was at a PCA women's conference, and there were thousands of women at this thing. And a young, a young woman came up to me, she was from our PCA circles, and she confessed her own secret struggles with sexual sin. Nobody knew about them. And we were kind of, I was talking it through, and, and what broke my heart wasn't that she was struggling with these things, but you know what, what really made me sad is she said, but Ellen, covenant children aren't supposed to struggle with these kinds of things. And I thought, how did she get that idea in her head? Covenant children, covenant people need the covenant. We need the Lord to rescue us from when we go outside of his grace and try to make life work on our own terms. She beautifully began to open up with other people in her life. Similar to a guy that I met at a, at a Christian university, another Christian university in Philly, where I was speaking on some of these same topics. And this guy, just very dear young brother, he had long time temptations in same-sex attraction. He'd never acted on it, but he'd never told anybody about it. And we just kind of pulled aside, found a little private area, and just, I got to hear his story. He needed help. He needed someone to rescue him out of that deep water, not of the struggle, but of being alone in it. So I connected him up with one of the brothers that I work with, and this man began to just walk a, a beautiful path of encouragement, of living in light of Christ's identity of him. And I wonder what, what kinds of things that you might feel, what things that are provoking insecurity in your life, even as you sit here in chapel today. Um, I, I know, I know that you, you're required to come to a certain amount of chapels, and that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to be accountable to come and hear God's word taught to you. But I wonder how even in you being here today and hearing these words might be prompting you to think, yeah, I, I need some rescue out of some of these deep waters in my life. Um, for all the grace and kindness that you experience here with your teachers and the faculty, people who love you, who love you in the Lord, who love you in the midst of grace. Like, I've been so encouraged myself. This is my first time to actually be on campus, but I've connected with Covenant College people for years. But for all of that, there's still something in you that says, God can do that for David. God can do that for those people that you just mentioned, but not me. I've been trying to beat this thing to kick it on my own for years, and it's, it's not working, Ellen. 
Shaley and I hear this all the time from women in particular, but our men's ministry would say the same thing. Christians saying, I've tried the Bible. I've tried my Christian class. I've gone to the men's group or the women's group, and it's just not working. I don't know what God wants to do in your life, but I know this. He does want to rescue you out of those many waters. He wants you to put you on the firm rock of who Christ is for you. David, like us, needed that reminder. He needed that reminder that the Lord is our constant safe place. And did you notice that David uses such intimate words here? He says, my rock, my fortress, my refuge. The Lord rescued me. And not that it's all about me, 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 but it is about a God loving us specifically. Not just God help us, but God help me. Truly, the Lord is a refuge for us when, when life is painful. And he's got a solution for us. It's first through Christ, our security, and our rescuer. Now, the final thing I want to I bring out about this passage is, why did God rescue David? Well, for his glory, Ellen. He's a covenant-keeping God, Ellen. Well, those are, those are beautiful truths. And God is holy. But did you catch what David said? The Lord rescued me because he delighted in me. He delighted in David. He delights in us. He's not a God shaming us. He's not a God just doing this because it's some dutiful thing he has to do. No, he, he loves us. He delights in us because of Christ. You've probably heard in many different ways how God reached down from heaven through Christ, the Son, to save us. How God has brought Jesus to rescue us out of darkness and into the kingdom of this beloved son, the kingdom of light. That's our true security. And that security, brothers and sisters, is meant to lead to a changed way of life for us. One of hope, one of freedom, one of honesty, one of humility, of asking for help. One of really being gut raw honest, even about all of the notes that you've taken so far this semester, do you need help really believing them? Do you need help really applying them to this area of life or that area of life? You know, did you catch finally where David began this psalm? After all this stuff, after all this rescue, he says, I love you, Lord. That wasn't my go-to response on Friday when I got that email saying, Sorry, we're not interested in your book. That wasn't my go-to response when I looked at so-and-so's page and saw over 200,000 followers. But the Lord rescued me from me, and he got me there eventually where I was able to say, Yeah, Lord, I, I love you. Help me. Help me to follow you. Help me to believe you. Help me to really believe in you as my true security. He's your true security too and he knows what you're in the midst of he knows what those many waters are and he's reaching down not with impatience not with anger but with love so the question is will you receive that will you receive his rescue today you might start where David started I love you Lord or it might be I don't love you God but I want to grow in loving you that's an okay starting point but wherever it is, respond to what he is moving, what, how he is moving in your heart. He is our security. And he is the Lord, too, that says to those of us that are wrestling, when you're weary, when you're tired, 
Come to me and find your rest. Let's pray. Lord, we give you praise that you are our safe place and you are the one that rescues us. I pray for my brothers and sisters today, Lord, that you will encourage them through Jesus Christ and bring them into a spacious place. Amen.